Welcome to the Grace-Filled Food Freedom Podcast. In this podcast, you can expect to be inspired and equipped to ditch diets, eat well, and let your light shine. Every time you listen, you can expect practical tips straight from the Word of God that are going to get you on the road to food freedom today gooey bites of deliciousness that will make you shimmy in your seat because you know that God is speaking directly to you. Are you ready? All right, grab a fork. Let's dive in. Maybe you've been there too, an interaction with a friend, family member, or even a complete stranger has you all ruffled and you find yourself seeking some reprieve, some relief, some stress relief in the fridge or the pantry. And today we have a great question from Jerry. Jerry was wondering how she could stop turning to food when she's dealing with those prickly people. You know, those people who kind of irritate us and maybe we're supposed to love them, but it feels really hard in the moment. And I really appreciate you, Jerry, for asking this question because it's an, it's a, difficult thing to talk about, right? Because we want to love those who are around us. We want to love our loved ones. And yet when you're in a small space with the same individual for a long period of time, can kind of rub each other the wrong way or different personalities can clash. And it's just part of life. And I believe that rubbing and that sort of friction that we have with other individuals is part of what the Lord uses to refine us. But today we're going to talk about using those instances as a way to grow and how to stop turning to food as a way to manage it. First things first, I want to share with you the biggest thing that has helped me to really not let people irritate me as much or very often really anymore. And it's funny because this is something my mom used to do when I was very young and we'd tease her about it all the time. We'd be at the grocery store and someone would huff by and cut us off with their card and be a little rude or unkind or you say hi and they'd completely ignore you and she would say, oh, but what if they just lost their husband or what if they were just diagnosed with cancer and we would just giggle and be like, oh my goodness, mom, that's just crazy. But that's the truth of the matter. In developing compassion for other people, they cease to be quite so irritating. Even if you have someone in your life, maybe you know it was a parent that you grew up with and you have a lot of internal hurt and pain because of some things that they did to you, some really wrong things even. And one of the ways that we can heal is by, oh, as hard as it sounds, developing compassion for that individual. Can you imagine being a parent who'd inflicted that kind of pain or sadness upon a loved one? Like that's a really, really hard place to live. And I feel pity and sadness for any individual who has to live like that. And when we really frame it that way and we can start to feel empathy for the pain and the suffering that they must have endured in order for them to replicate it and do it again, makes it a little bit easier to look past the behavior and to see the person that Jesus died for. Because just like you're his favorite, just like I'm his favorite, right? He can have all favorites. That person, the person who is rubbing you the wrong way, that prickly person is his favorite too. How can you develop compassion by putting yourself in their shoes, trying to understand their perspective, even if it's wrong, even if it's completely wrong, 
because it's coming from a place of hurt, pain, or distorted thinking, or negative thinking, or maybe they don't even have Jesus in their heart, so they don't even see things clearly. So that is my number one tip, is to develop compassion for people, and that in of itself will start to break down that urgency to eat, or that part of us that's fighting for our rights, or feeling like we need to be heard. And the other thing that's helpful is to understand what you can and can't control. This is something we come back to often here because it's so, so important. So when it comes to food and weight loss, like we try so hard to micromanage things outside of our control. You can't make your body lose weight just any more than you can make your husband pick up his socks off the floor. Like there's just no personal power over that particular thing. But what we can do, we can do the healthy habits that help us reach our weight loss goals. And we can move a little bin closer to the area that your husband throws the socks, right? There's things we can control and things we can't control. So when it comes into the situation with that prickly person that we're dealing with, where does our responsibility live? And that can be a hard question because in the same breath, we're understanding that there are things that we're not responsible for. We're not responsible for their reactions. We're not responsible for their thoughts. That means we're responsible for all of those things for ourselves. And that means how we frame the situation in our mind, right? Maybe we dread seeing someone and then by the time we see them, we're already worked up. Maybe we overreact simple things. Again, I use the sock example, but when my husband and I were first married, like socks and shoes on the floor, like spoke to me in a way that they weren't meant to speak to me. He just forgot his socks and shoes. And yet in my mind, I saw it as a sign of disrespect. So notice how you're framing things in your mind and take responsibility for that. So what can you control and what can't you control when it comes to this individual? If you're living in the home, you know that will definitely change your scenario. But I say the number one thing is our thought life. Are you ruminating over negative things and building them up? In our program, Graceful Plate Platinum, the first lesson that we go over is all about gratitude. When we think about negative things, what we see are negative things all the time. But when we discipline our mind to be grateful, when we discipline our mind to look for things to be grateful for, whether it's about a situation or an individual, it will shift the way we feel about that person or that situation. And we really renew our mind to the truth of God's word. When those thoughts come in and you start to ruminate on them about how you've been you know, mistreated or how something is annoying or irritating, what are you going to replace that thought with? Because if you don't have a plan ahead of time, you're going to stay stuck in that same cycle. And so what we talked about there was really developing compassion and noticing what you can and can't control. Number one thing you can control, your thoughts. The second thing to be aware of is your environment. <laughs> Let's say you have a pattern, right? Said person comes into the situation and you get a little irritated and you always go to the same food. Well, I'm not about good and bad foods and I don't think we need to cleanse our home of every particular food that could be a problem. All food is clean and God has given us the spirit of self-control. But sometimes if you're in a pattern of eating a particular food over and over in response to a negative situation, you got to shake it up, sister, and you can change your environment by putting those foods that are challenging kind of out of sight, out of mind, finding other replacements that could be helpful in order to break that unhelpful habit. So that's another thing that is sort of within our control to a point. We can tailor our environment so that it is supportive for us. And then let's talk about the heat of the moment, right? You're faced 
with the refrigerator because you are so frustrated or you're just in a negative headspace. I would encourage you to look at your watch, look at your phone, notice the time or set a timer for three minutes. I'm only asking for three minutes. Step away and process. Notice what's happening. Notice what's led you up to this point where it feels like there's no turning back now. Pray to God about it and then eat. It's okay if you eat. And learn step by step, day by day, what you could do a little bit earlier, a little bit faster, a little bit sooner that would keep you from getting to that point where you feel overwhelmed. Because when you bring the Lord into every area of your life, well, it changes everything. OPS, have you ever been completely puzzled by your overeating? Like you knew what to do and then you ignored it all and you found yourself covered in cookie crumbs. Well, if you can relate, today's freebie is for you. It's the 10 reasons why you can't stop overeating freebie and in it we'll break down the top 10 reasons why ladies struggle with eating too much. And then we won't just leave it there. We're gonna give you 10 solutions so that you can move forward in a purposeful and prayerful way. So you ready? All right, grab the link in the show notes below. Oh, just one more thing. If you have a moment, could you please, pretty please, with a sprinkle on top, go and leave us a podcast rate and review? When you do that, it's like sprinkling a special podcast fairy dust on the Grace-Filled Food Freedom Podcast. It lets Apple and all the other podcast apps know that this is a very helpful, very relevant podcast, and it will show it to lots more women just like you, women who need hope and need food freedom. Do you mind? Awesome. Thanks. I really appreciate it. Well, it certainly was lovely to spend some time with you, sis. I hope that you're enjoying a taste of food freedom. Now, if you're looking for more of an entree, I'd love to officially invite you to my Platinum program. It's a six-month, deep-dive, start-to-finish program that is going to immerse you in God's Word and God's plan for food freedom. You can find out more at gracefulplate.com forward slash platinum. Be sure to check it out. I'll see you there.